This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Southey. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. I got to be quiet tonight because people are trying to sleep, so I'm going to do tonight's episode ASMR style. Welcome to Leafs Late Night. I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm joined tonight by <laughs> Be- <laughs> Beaner and Darty Broder. Unfortunately, uh, Bloke had to uh, jump out tonight. He's dealing with other things. We will have him back. No worries. Um, so before we hop into this, I saw the Batman last night. Have you guys seen it yet? No, I have not seen the Batman. Okay, it's w- obviously it's way too early for me to talk about the movie because of spoilers, but highly recommend it. It's if you like DC style dark things. It's not a Marvel movie. Don't go in expecting a Marvel movie. If you like the Arkham games, you'll like it. And if you like DC as a whole and Batman dark stuff, you'll like it. It's great. Um, also, Can we get, like a rating. Like, are you putting this above oh. Dark Knight or below Dark Knight or? Uh, it's hard to compare them because it's like a different era. Like, I think this one did a good job of being modern day and capturing things that, you know, are familiar to us as being evil today that maybe weren't at the time of Dark Knight. Um, I don't want to say too much without spoiling things, but yeah, they did a really good job of um, like Dark Knight did of making the villains realistic and not like cartoon characters. So that was that was cool as well. Great job on makeup on um, Colin Farrell to be Penguin. Holy shite. That was cool. <laughs> also, in totally unrelated things, uh, Survivor starts next week. So, uh, Sadie and I will be talking about Survivor. <laughs> and um, if anybody's a fan of Last Kingdom, I got an update that Season 5 drops in two days. It's the last, uh, last season of Last Kingdom. So, we get to see what happens of uh, Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> yeah, my wife's pretty pumped about that one. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a, a cult following of us that like that show. Everybody else thought it was silly. I like it. If you stick with it, it's good. Um, I haven't watched Survivor since Vanuatu. Okay, so <laughs> oh, buddy, I I'm not gonna lie. I missed probably 20 seasons. Uh, we're on. I think it's 42 or 43 now. So yeah, I didn't watch it for a solid decade, but jumped back into it because my girlfriend had never seen it before, and I was like, oh, we're watching the new season then. <laughs> Um, oh, this is a Leafs podcast. Leafs played tonight. Leafs won. Welcome to Leafs. Did they, play tonight. Did they played tonight. Yeah. They did for a period and a couple minutes. Um, I apologize, uh, boys. I spent the better part of 15 minutes before we got started here trying to figure out why my mic wasn't working and it was being echoey, but I realized um, it was my webcam mic that I was going through. So rookie mistake, 51 episodes in by your host, producer, and sound editor, Roscoe. Yeah, did you even go to school for this, Ross? Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Sadie. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> no. Um. So, just before we hop into the game, I do have to tease. We have a uh, another special guest coming next weekend after the Heritage Classic game. So that game um is at four p.m. So we'll uh, those of us that can be there for Leafs late night, we will be doing a Leafs early evening. And uh, you'll get your episode sooner, but we'll have a special guest. I'm not going to say too much, but uh, I'll say more next episode about that. A little teasing from uh, Adam Wilde. I might, I might be able to make an appearance from Alberta for that one. Ooh, baby. would love to see that. So, um, Leafs came out with a win, barely. Uh, I don't know what this... 
I feel like I've seen so many updates lately of team scores three straight, then gives up three straight, or team scores four straight, then gives up four straight. And I was like, oh my god, the Leafs about to lose this game, like six to or win this six to three, like the same way that everybody else did. But no, it ended up even worse than that. Um, how did you guys feel about the first period? Because I felt like, I mean, goals aside, I felt like they were just completely dominating. And I didn't expect anything from Columbus moving forward. I didn't, but I also didn't expect the Leafs to gas themselves in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was completely different, right? Like at no point in that first period did you even think that Columbus was going to be in this game. No. And that's like that's even knowing some of the stuff that's happened, right? Um, yeah, it, it's it was a drastic change and basically like, Oh, we got a three goal lead. We're good. Let's shut her down. Yep. Uh, But on the positive note for a sec, let's just, you know, let's give the Leafs their goals for the first period. So, uh, well, positive. Austin Matthews hits 40 goals, right? Or 40 points, 40 40 goals. I just know that uh, he tied Sittler in fourth. Okay. So tied Sittler in fourth for 40 goal season. All right. So that's not freaking bad at all. And he's the rocker Richard leader. So there you go. That was a good first period for that. Yeah, um, so the power play was meh, the one that they got at the beginning of the period there. Um, the turnovers were still meh, but um, Mikheyev opens the scoring. Hey, attaboy, Cobra. It's a nice little one. But uh, right after, an absolutely brutal turnover almost cost them a goal to tie it up at one. Um, and um, just to kind of move through this quick, Robertson to Nylander. I've never seen... Twitter collectively scream just with no words and everybody knows exactly what they're talking about so quickly. <laughs> um, Darty, I don't know if you saw this, but Robertson and Nylander had a two-on-one. Robertson fed Nylander. They absolutely beat Merzlinkas. And Nylander missed the wide open net. Oh yeah, exactly. I wrote, holy cowboys, so close. Like, like, come on, Willie. Like, just don't be a, don't be, don't be a slippery Willie and uh, get that puck in. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like every time I say with him, he either misses the net by a mile or scores. It's one or the other. But I'm, I might bring this up. I don't think that second line. There's something wrong with it. There's something's got to change there. It's, it's not a sec. It's a second line that's playing like a fifth line right now. And it's not. I'm not talking about like what the actual statistics are. I'm talking about the eye test. How I'm looking at it. There's something wrong with that line, and something's got something's got to give. And maybe we don't have the manpower to fix it. But there's a. They're not sinking like the bum line. That bum line, when they're firing on all cylinders, those boys love playing. Those boys love being together. They're like, you know, they're like the kids that, you know, in, in that show Recess, all right? They they figure out a plan and they get it done. You know, you got, you got Austin Matthews as uh, TJ Detweiler. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just they look happy. I don't you don't see that happiness on that second line. All right. The, it's very no. mechanical on the second line. Yeah, the first line with a Th- beautiful. That being... No, go ahead. Sorry, Johnny. Oh, I was just going to say that being said, like Tavares still had the second best expected goals percentage on the Leafs tonight. But he also looked miserable. Matthews, he also looked miserable. Well, and he, he took take, two bad take two shots off the inside of the knee, right? Um, yeah, Matthews had 0.97 expected goal percentage and Tavares had 0.86. Like those are fairly high high numbers right so and that's why i said like the numbers might are i i i totally understand why the numbers will not agree with me i said that's why mm-hmm. we have people who say the eye test is not when i was looking at things i just didn't like the way things looked all right it's just a feeling i did it, it was not nearly as there's not a lot of positive energy come from that second line in comparison to how that bum line looked all right they were 
yeah, on and, the bench and, and off the bench. And I mean, to to Darty's point, there we've made this before that that could be a first line on any other team. It's John Tavares and William Nylander. I mean, that's twenty million dollars there in in a center and winger. So we shouldn't look at them as like, oh, what's the second line? This is one B. It's always been touted as one mm-hmm. B. This is a top four. It's not a top two, and then the next two guys on the second line. Like, it's the way that Matthews, Bunting, and Marner have been playing. Like on that goal that um, that Marner got. So you got Matthews battling behind and then in front of the net, sends it over all the way back to Lilligren, who just unleashes an absolute rocket. And then uh, Bunting and Marner both in front of the net there to clean it up and, and Marner puts it in. So like that kind of battling and, and reading the situation, you just it's not happening from the second line right now. And I don't get it. And you can see the frustration in JT as he's taking these penalties. But also to that, I think he takes way too many for somebody who doesn't draw nearly enough. So... I think the word of the day is a synergy and you can, as I, we see that with the top line um, and this is uh, called Darty the conspiracy theorist, but this is top line age 26 age 24 age 24 uh, second line age 25 or 26, depending on the night 31 and 25. You tell me what's wrong there. All right. It's not about the players. I think, I, th- I think they're not having nearly as much fun. Cause it's like putting it, it's like putting, you know, a, uh, a fifth grader in a class of uh, first graders, you know, it's just, I think this is, I think, I think Tavares needs some guys who are his age on that line. Maybe, maybe not, not I, maybe not just guys, his age, but guys that play like hockey nerds. And I don't think Willie is that kind of guy. He's more of the carefree type of player. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we've always seen from him. And I think JT needs somebody that's more that buys into a system. That's maybe not, I don't want to say robotic, but like, I'm not trying to say he needs another one of him, but somebody that at least buys into a system and can follow a play and doesn't act so much on instinct. Cause I think he, he needs yeah, somebody he, with a hockey IQ. The, the, the hockey IQ. And then the, the not, not necessarily accountability, but reliability, right? Like yeah. Nylander's a little too spontaneous exactly. for that, that kind of thing. T- Tavares has the skill and the ability to do it himself. So he needs two players that he knows, okay, well, if I do this and deke this guy out and do this, these two guys, one's going to be here, one's going to be here. And that's, that's that, right? Yeah. He knows if he draws two guys into the corner and he, he can assume where his winger would be. But then if Nylander is like, well, I, I saw an opening over here. It's like, you know, I just, I feel like they're not the same type of player. I feel like they should, should not be on a line together. It's just kind of because Matthews and Martyr have obviously have to be the first line. They kind of by default or the second but I, I just don't think they're a good pair for each other so tell me this analogy is wrong but i feel like it's like austin and mitchie bought an uber and willie just did, couldn't find a seat in the car it's like he's supposed to be in that car and there's not yeah. enough seats you know it's like rebecca black which seat can i take it's no, it's no room for willie but he should exactly realistically like if you could put four people on that first line you would have william nylander up there like he's because he's the also kind of fun and fancy free kind of guy that you'd want up there but you know the mm-hmm. way the way we make lines, of course, obviously, it just it doesn't. You, it's not working. It's not. It wouldn't wouldn't make sense to put him on the first unless some something crazy happened, right? Like a big injury or something. Yeah, and I mean, you always have the option there when, um, you know, if it's a weird matchup or you're in the playoffs or whatever, you can throw Willie up there. But I, I just I feel like not replacing either of them, but the person who goes on their left wing has to be somebody. And I mean, this could turn out to be Robertson. We don't know, but. It's, it hasn't been long enough, but like Bean and I have been saying, I think it just needs to be somebody that's a hockey nerd. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that's why I thought at first Kerfoot 
kind of worked right because he's a smart guy he knows the game and he's he's pretty you know what he's going to do you know what he's bringing every night every shift um i don't know if it just got stale or 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 what's going on but yeah i thought it it needs it it does need to be woken up a little bit um speaking of waking up austin matthews with the absolute most disgusting wraparound hand i have seen <laughs> this is my way of screaming tonight because I can't. It's just going ASMR mode. So Matthews gets his 40th of the year. Uh, holy moly, it is March. It is the beginning of March. <laughs> Are you joking? One one of three Leaf players all time to be the first one in the league to hit 40 in that particular season. So does he hit 50 by the end of the month? We got a lot of games. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I was a little premature handful of episodes ago when I said that he was going to hit it at the outdoor game, but come on. Oh yeah, you did. That's uh, I mean, if he pulls a off, if he pulls <laughs> off a, a Jason Robertson week and gets seven goals in three games, a couple you guys see that? games, he'll figure it out. Do you guys see this? Uh, Jason Robertson has back-to-back hat tricks his last two games. Yeah. Can we get that from Nick? The, the Robertson brother that got all the height in the family. um and so that uh that does it for the game three nothing leaves win it 71st period goals this season by the way second in the league all right holy moly let's paying attention okay um uh chad morgan i'm looking at you who said domi's gonna score tonight his 100th goal uh so Second period opens with Domi scoring it three to one. Uh, Leafs come out basically asleep. Domi gets rocked by Hall though and just explodes. Have you ever seen this? Somebody just taking like a a basic hit, and I mean I know he's a Domi, but man, well there's two hits there, right? Like he 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 laid a nice one on Hall, and Hall was a little sneaky, did a little uh, wraparound, came back and hit him, and obviously he didn't want to be hit the same way he delivers hits, so. He had to do a quick little uh, tilly with Hall, but uh, it wasn't as fleshed out of a fight as I would have liked. You know, Domi no. kind of just threw him to the ground right away. But I think I think Hall has a size on Domi, right? Like if if that actually was yeah. a real fight, like Domi might have probably lost that one. <laughs> well, I mean, most Stat- people have the size on Domi. <laughs> That's I, never I th- stopped I think a I might Domi. Be one of the only people who doesn't. Um, Johnny, little stat correction there. It was actually taken away from him and given to Corrali. What was? The goal. It hit Corrali out front. <gasps> oh, yep. shit. I didn't know. Well, thank you. Um, uh, Darty. Oh, shit. Breaking just, 12 minutes ago, NHL suspends agreement with KHL. Interesting. Nice. So what does that mean, um, though? Do you, like, that... um, the NHL told its teams to cease contact with KHL counterparts and Russia-based agents as part of the suspension. Holy shit. Um, they can continue to communicate with North American agents certified by the NHL Players Association, but may not, or but may have more difficulty completing agreements. Whoa, that's a lot more red tape. Big. There are roughly forty Russian-born players currently in the NHL. The KHL is in the midst of playoffs. Blah blah blah. Okay, so yeah, that's holy shit. <laughs> okay, more developments. Uh, back to the game, though. Um, um, I think Bean has just, something to say quick. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just touch on what Darty was saying for your eye test. I was digging into the stats a little more here. The second line, Tavares, Nylander, Robertson, 
they played a total of 11 minutes on the ice together tonight, and they had the highest expected goals against for all the lines for the Leafs tonight. Holy. So you're, you're not wrong. So that's that's a good thing for me, right? For what I was saying. It, it, yeah, it's basically backing up what you were saying. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's good. Darty needs a win every now and then. <laughs> but how, how crazy is this? Matthews, Bunting, and Marner, their expected goals for while they're on the ice is two, over two. <laughs> like, that that's insane. Every that time they were in the... absolutely insane. Every time they were like, blocking up the crease uh, you could see i wrote down like blitzkrieg all right like because like they just kept just peppering the the uh Merzlikens. and like he was he was pretty he's playing pretty stand up like i know it's a five it was you know a five four game or five yeah five four with a sneaky goal at the end there five four game but like Merzlikens like wasn't that bad like he was playing pretty damn well you know? oh they had to beat him that's for sure they, exactly they had to yeah, there was no easy goals on him, and that's that's what you got to give the Leafs. Like they can, this is what people got to remember. It doesn't matter who we're up against in the playoffs. The firepower, if they can pull this off in round one, nothing matters. We just got to be able to do it in round one. Fuck. So we're still in the second right now, right? Yeah. So my last, I think, point for the second was that I found when it came to um, five on five and to the penalty kill that. First period was good, but then second period is where, and this is, you know, I come from a more of a football background. I'm like, why are these guys biting so much? Not only do they not have man coverage, they don't even have zone coverage. All right. That's a fo- those are, that's football terminology there. They would constantly bite to the right or the left and leave somebody open. And then that person would eventually get a goal. And that's like, I don't know if that's something you can like take to practice the next day and figure out, but they got to stop bite- biting because that led to two goals. Like that's something a video one. coach will definitely show them. Yeah. Be like, hey guys, look at this. What did I tell you? And look, you did it again. I this is what we're going to practice today. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's my football mindset. I don't know what the hockey terminology is for that, but I was like, I was like, man, like, you know, if you got uh, even four guys, four guys there, you know, someone's got to watch at least one of them. All right. Like you can't just, you can't just all bite to one side and then expect like even a rebound in hockey will lead to a goal. Right. Like, yeah, I felt like they left yep. line A open, even though it was on his offside. They left him open a lot, and they've tended to tended to do that a lot with whoever's sitting on the circle there, like whether it was Ovi or Dubois, or like whoever it is lining up there. They line A, <laughs> line A up there. Um, they uh, <laughs> they seem to just leave them open. Uh, <laughs> had to. So another, this is the stupidest thing that happened in this game, and. Correct me if I'm wrong in how I saw this go down, but Dermot stepped in front of Jenner. Jenner pulls him down. I admit this is a interference, but a weak interference call. If they're going to call that an mm-hmm. interference, then like there should have been five more of those in this game. But okay, fine. It's interference. Uh, Jenner pulls him down from behind, basically by his neck. They call a penalty on Jenner. He skates over to the ref, and then they add a call. Of interference to Dermot. So did he, Je- did Boone Jenner just literally ask for and get a penalty there? No, even before it was before Jenner even got to the ref, the like the announcers were already announcing that it was both of them going. Okay, okay. They they got that right. They couldn't tell the difference between Nylander and Robertson all night. But... <laughs> oh, were the in arena announcers getting that wrong, or the broadcast? No, no the the broadcast. Greg Millen and Simpson. 
Oh man, because I was on the ESPN one and they were calling everybody by the wrong name. They're calling Martyr oh, hey, Matthews. They're calling Line A Matthews. Everybody's Matthews, all right. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not 34. You're not playing. That's it. <laughs> and if if you're not a Leafs fan, you're still thinking about the Leafs all the time. We live in your brain. Rent free, uh, was... baby. <laughs> nice. I was going to pick up Oliver Bjorkstrand before this game, but I always hate picking up players on fantasy that are going to play against the Leafs. I just have a thing against it. And then, of course, they always score. So I feel like, like, what does it matter? What are, what are they going to score three if I pick them up? Like, I should just do it. So Bjorkstrand scores. Uh, it's 3-2. End of the second. Everybody is uh, uneasy, as they should be, because this has kind of been how every night's gone. It's like, all right, we're up. And there it goes. And rightfully so, because <laughs> beginning of the third, it's tied. Three, three. But then at 1541, I wrote boom shakalaka, baby, because Kerfoot with that beauty just clinked right into the back of the net. That was so like I didn't expect it. Obviously, I was just like probably any other Leafs fan pretty bummed. I was like, this is this is going to be another one. Just another fat, greasy L on a team we should easily be beating. And then that sweet, beautiful sound. It was so crisp. It was I'm sure that's what every, you know, hockey player dreams of. It was just Wow. And I think that kind of got the boys buzzing again. That is the dream, eh? Just skating in, wrist shot from the slot and off the post and in. Just that sound. Like, that. that's everything. You can just retire after that. <laughs> As per a conversation that we were having... I'm not being but... sarcastic. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm toned down because I'm trying to be quiet. As per a conversation that we're having, though, I was watching it, and that play would not exist if two-blind pass existed, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not bringing two line pass back, Darty. Yeah, no. So, uh, hey, with not. these MLB rules, you never know, right? You never know. Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about Kerfoot, and I mean, this is kind of like what we were talking about last week, and or sorry, last episode, and I was corrected by uh, by Marty in saying that, um, you know, is it too much to have somebody that makes that much on the fourth line, but, you know, not when they score? <laughs> Like it doesn't matter where somebody's playing as long as they score because shit if it's seven minutes a night. But but then also look at like look at Tampa the last two years. Their third line with Coleman and Goudreau, like that wasn't a cheap third line. No. And like Andrew right, like Mangiapane was on the third line for the first half of this year and he was right behind Kreider and Matthews in goals, so Mm-hmm. I think the key is putting people in positions to succeed, right? So, like, yeah, sometimes you think being on the fourth line is just, like, you know, maybe you're playing garbage minutes. But if you're on the fourth line and you're being put out in, you know, with people that you actually want to play with and uh, you're you're clicking and the time that you're out there is actually, you know, you're getting positive uh, positive analytics from, then, yeah, you can't complain about that. It's not, it's not a burden to be on the fourth line if that's the case. No, especially, like... You're, you play with Jason Spezza. That's not a burden. It's not a demotion. I never see look angry on the bench. He always like he he always looks sadistic if he's angry. He's always like, oh, if I we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him. <laughs> and yeah, when, when he he's does, angry, he comes, look out. Yeah, because he's gonna come full force with his knee into your head. <laughs> that was deserved. <laughs> no um. So then Bunting earns his name and bunts one off of Matthew's foot and then just smacks it like. Just slapped it. Spinning puck. I love those when they're just the pucks like straight up vertical and they just like a golf swing. It was beautiful. Now, did I, did anyone catch the interviews after the game? 
I started to, but then I had to feed all of my pets. I have Austin and Mitch, my guinea pigs, and Lucy the turtle, and Minu the cat, so it took a while. Aww. So they, they brought it up that after the goal, Bunting and Matthews were getting pretty animated with each other on the bench, and then Matthews was saying that they were arguing about who got the goal. <laughs> you could see that too, if, if, like they're getting really chippy it, in the background. Yeah, if you look, uh, Bunting's forehand and Matthew's backhand, they both sticks are right there, right at the same time. Can we give it to Matthew so, so it's, I can it's get him the pretty goal funny for my fantasy right? game, please? please. I just want to see him hit fifty. Like I know he's going to do it this year. Just, just hit it, get it over with. Now on the broadcast, yeah. I was wa- watching after the goal. There was an advertisement for um, that Kit Kat bar that uh, Brent Burns just keeps having his. He keeps leaving at center ice and knocking people over. But the tagline for it was now thirty percent chunkier. So I thought something funny for the show is what could we use that tagline for? So I thought the bum line now thirty percent chunkier. <laughs> Chunky bum, love it. You could use it for me after COVID. <laughs> I was gonna write, P- Peter Mrazek's pads are now 30% chunkier. But then when I wrote that, it was still 5-3, okay? <laughs> hey, and I mean, it's line A, and they were on a 6-on-4, so you can't really blame him for that one. He held on so hard for the end of that game, though, man. Yeah. Like, no, him and Merzlankis, this was... A, it's weird. You don't usually call a 5-4 game a goalie battle, but this was a goalie battle, man. Mm-hmm. Young versus they both old, had, right? This could have this could have easily been higher scoring than it was, but uh, I mean, Merzlinkas went completely spread eagle, just snowflaked on the line there and held it down a couple times. He just had to completely collapse on the line. And uh, those last two minutes there, when uh, the net was empty, man, Mrazek held the game down. Could have easily tied it up. Yeah, absolutely. Columbus is tied for second for the most comebacks in the league this year, so that's what they do. Um, did anybody see uh, Florida smacked uh, Buffalo six to one? <laughs> Yay! Love it. Um, <laughs> n- no Twitter questions today. Um, I think everybody was just happy to get a win, and that was that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we see Jack back the next game? I guess it's tomorrow, so assume so. Yep, against Seattle. Yeah, that'll be uh, hopefully a nice little. I don't want to say an easy one, but. You know, oh, I see a Twitter less, comment less here firepower. from Luke Man. It says, thank you for not swearing anymore, Dirty. My kids' vocabulary is now limited, but things are better. Thank you from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, uh, let's ask good old Larry David. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Who was pretty good tonight? If you're using that accent, then I was going to say, uh, so I really like McKay. Oh, the, I don't know. the Cobra. I'm not going to pick someone that, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are pretty, pretty good today, but I, you know what? I was, I noticed McKay a lot. He had a couple good uh, chances out there and, uh, yeah, you got a goal. So yeah, had a good night. A good night. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Peter. So I'm going to stay away from the obvious of the first line. I'm, I'm not even going to mention any of those three. I, I don't know if it was just me going loopy, but I was, I was noticing camp a lot tonight. Just seemed to do little things all over the place. Just seems like every time he was out there, something was going right for him. So I'm, I'm going to say a camp. I, agree I like that. it. And I like the idea that like 
pretty good. It's not like it's not like who was the first star. It's like it was pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel who like camp, camp sometimes looks like, you know, he's like Hall without Oates. He's like Simon without Garfunkel. You know, like he needs he needs his Kasha and like, you know, he was pretty good tonight. But I, he, I feel like you get Kasha back and he's uh, he's going to be more than pretty good. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to have him and Sandine back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give mine to Ilya Labushkin for one play in particular. Shout out to TikTok Tomar for sharing this clip on Twitter. Uh, he shared it with the tagline, uh, Leafs have a problem clearing from in front of the net. I'm just paraphrasing. And it says Ilya Labushkin, and he just fucking dominates the front of the net just throws somebody over i think it was jenner oh my god i love it i did write that they do just as we point out they do kind of stay in their tendies way a little bit too much but again these are things that can be worked on we've got time yeah as long as you're in front of him pushing the opponents out i'm i'm okay with that like just do something that's helpful don't do something don't do nothing yeah and then once once you do get beat because forwards will continue moving their skates, right? They're going to try to gain position. Like the one play Labushkin got beat, the the forward got to the inside of him, and he just kept battling, put his backside into him and pushed him out of the way, right? Like it's, you can't just, once he's in there, let him go. You got to keep keep going. Play to the whistle. Yeah. Speaking of play to the whistle, did you guys see when Morazic caught the puck and just held it in his glove for like five seconds yep. and they didn't blow the whistle? What What was with that? I'm, I'm not sure. Was it because like, the re- pass came from a leaf? Realistically, with the Columbus player, because there was a player right there. It's not like it was the Leafs just in their own zone. At, yeah. In that inst- in that instance, right? They're normally they're yelling, play it, play it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why the ref didn't blow that down, unless just they saw how he was moving, like he was trying to move it, right? I don't know if they mentioned it on the Canadian broadcast, but I was streaming on uh, ESPN, and they mentioned that they had a rookie ref in tonight. So I don't know if you guys saw the, any of the shots of him. There's he's like our age, like he's, you know, I'm saying ours in like the general vicinity of all of us. Um, he's wearing his hat backwards, age. so he's he can't be a day older. Than <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I forgot that you guys, uh, you know, we don't have our budget's not high enough for you, uh, beautiful listeners, to to see our. Not nearly as beautiful faces, minus Bean and uh, Johnny. But uh, but yeah, Bean is currently he's got he's rocking the Winter Classic uh, Leafs hat right now, right? And uh, yeah, he's uh, rocking it backwards like uh, it's nineteen ninety six. Well, I mean, the scoring lately feels like it's you know nineteen ninety six. Well, no, nineties were dead puck era. Oh, that's we're talking eighties. Sorry, I was two years old. I don't actually remember talking out of my ass. <laughs> Okay, let's play a game called Lesser of Two Evils. <laughs> what is so, this audio? <laughs> it's my booing game show crowd. Okay. Um, so, column. Okay, <laughs> this is Lesser of Two Evils because the only two things that we have to talk about tonight are both stupid things that respective professional sports leagues did. So, uh, do you guys want? Column A or column B to start with? A little from column A, a little from column <laughs> What do you want, Bean? Ah, let's go with A. Okay, so 
I know this is a hockey podcast, but we got to talk about the absolutely dumbest thing that baseball did because this is important to anybody who's a fan of a sport. I mean, if you're a fan of hockey, like we've had a couple lockouts and those lockouts have resulted in us having the flat, hard salary cap that we have. Um, and we've missed a couple seasons and there's been a number of weird things that came out of it, rule changes and such. But um, the point of this is that the commissioner and the owners have a lot more power than the players do. Um, and these negotiations are very much not negotiations. It's just we're going to talk until we just kind of make the decision. Um, I highly recommend checking out uh Agent Provocateur had uh, Keith Olbermann on for a discussion about the labor disputes. He's a professional on uh, major sports labor disputes. Um, so anyway, if you're not familiar, the MLB is currently on the verge of a lockout. They've already basically canceled the first two series of the season. And to avert it, they agreed to rule changes today that include making the bases bigger is the first one. So we'll just do these one at a time. Did anybody ask for this? I doubt it. Like, is this is on par with like when they were talking about making the NHL nets bigger or like changing the posts so that the pucks deflected in more? It's like the things that you hear about like in one article, but it's like they're not going to make the bases bigger. That's silly. And then they do. Like, is this going to encourage scoring? Like, you can reach farther to touch the base. Like, what is it? Like two inches bigger on each side? I don't. I think I, I see where they're. I see the idea that. Uh... I remember, I remember the uh, the Red Sox was it like two thousand and four when they they finally won their championship after the the curse of the Bambino. I think it was two thousand four. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a lot of stolen bases that game, right? So I think oh that series. So I think that you increase you increase the size of the bases, like you encourage them to be stolen more, right? There's more opportunity to steal them because you have more room to touch, right? Fair. I mean, if we're talking realistically, you'd think if they're bigger, they'd be heavier and harder to get away with. (laughs) (laughs) Hit that sound button. (laughs) See, this is, I do this all the time. And whenever I fade a sound out, I leave the volume down. And then when I hit the next one, the volume's all the way down. I suck. But at the same time, if the base is bigger, it means more of an area for the defensive player to stay on the base when they're catching a ball, right? Yeah, you can so extend can, farther can both from the base. Ways. So how does it's one of those things? It's like, is this encouraging scoring? Because it seems like it just is an arbitrary decision. Um, next one, there is now a timer on pitchers. This is the only one that I'm like, okay, sure, this will speed the game up because I'm tired of watching these guys like you know they eye each other down and they look over to first. Is this guy trying to steal? All right, no, but I guess on the topic of stealing, how does this affect stealing? If there's a timer on the pitcher. Puts you more under the gun, I guess. You really yeah, got make choice, right? You don't have these standoffs for five minutes of the plate. Eh, I, I guess it's just all these things are like, is this were were you really that sure about all these things? Because they don't sound cut and dry. Like this is going to make the game higher scoring or more exciting because they're actively ruining the game. I might be and the my only point, person what, here that enjoys how long baseball is. Because if I go to a game, I know I'm getting my money's worth. All right, I exactly. pay for forty dollars. I don't know how much the tickets are going to be because I haven't been to Blue Jays game since twenty nineteen. All right, so, but I remember paying like forty bucks or something change and going to a game for what like two three hours, but really enjoying it and getting 
terribly loaded, okay? <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> There's nothing like spending an afternoon at the uh, the field. But I, I just, I feel like these things are so not tested to all put into effect in a major league at the same time just seems so crazy to me. Uh, the next one is they are banning the defensive shift or the baseball shift. So this is where you adjust the fielders to the side that the batter is uh, is hitting. So if you know he's hitting it to the left, you can move all your fielders to the left side and vice versa. Um, they said this kills too much time. Darty, do you think this kills too much time? Uh, I, I said I think the... We were talking about before. I think the one main issue with the shift is that, like, it just leads to more boring baseball. But then at the same time, you're taking away a tactical aspect of the sport, right? So, because as, as we're talking about, like, you know, you you'd have this shift because you look at the analytics and you're, you know, you tell your team, look, that you know, so and so is on um up to bat and he's gonna always hit to right field like 99 of the time. So make sure that you're positioned in right field because there's literally a fat chance he's gonna you know switch you know switch the way he hits on a 96 mile per hour fastball to somehow you know dink it out to left field it's just you know the chances aren't 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 that high that's why we have the shift but then at the same time if you force them if you force them not to not to shift then you're gonna have more um more more balls in play right more singles more doubles so i think that's one of those things like uh, maybe we kind of have to see what it's like for a year, right? Not having the shift. So kind of explain this to me. Does this, is this more than just like a guy steps up to the plate and some guys move to the other side of the field? Like, is that all we're talking about here? Essentially. Yeah. So how are they going to nail them for this? And like, what's the penalty going to be? Are they going to like send the guy to first base? If somebody in the outfield moved before he hit it. That's, that's a really good question. It'd be like football, like like a football offsides almost, right? Like a yeah, like there's not many things you can penalize a team with in baseball besides sending the runner to first base. So like, or what they give them a a ball or something, and it just be one of those kind of boring rules that I said Bean and I were talking. Uh, and <laughs> I don't actually want to bring two line pass back, but there there has been um you know in hockey there's been uh, some talk of like bringing like two line pass back because of how quickly the how quick the sport ha- has grown right like in this in the speed speed and danger aspect right players are faster players are stronger and more players are getting hurt so if you bring back two line pass you're basically you're essentially slowing down the game well with baseball baseball has improved so much that the shift is killing the game in a sense because you're getting more outs more outs leads to boring baseball people want to see you know people want to see action on the field they don't want to just see they don't want to just see outs they don't want to just see home runs like home runs are great but you know you want you have too many of them and it's kind of it's kind of boring after a while right like okay if you want to see action on the field put in a salary cap floor before you do all of this you can't have the team that has literally the two best players since like Babe Ruth, like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are two of the best baseball players to ever walk on the planet. And they're on the Angels, who could be in last place every year and no one cares. Like, that can't happen. Like, teams have to spend. (laughs) Owners love baseball because they can spend as little as they want and the value of their team still goes up every year. Like, they can post a loss. They can come in last place. The value of their team increases every year and that's all that matters. Two of the greatest players on a team that just loses every year. That would never happen in other leagues. <coughs> McDavid. Edmonton. <coughs> Dry cycle. <laughs> okay, but the point is NHL 
as stupid as the salary cap is for the the ceiling of it, the floor is what allows the league to be, you know, people talk about the parity from the salary cap. That's the part of the salary cap that brings parity. It's mm-hmm. the fact that every owner has to spend a certain amount of money on what they put on the ice. In baseball, you have single players making more than an entire team's payroll. That is insane. Like, if you want to up the excitement and get people watching the game, force these owners to spend more than $30 million to put an entire lineup out there for a professional sport in 2022, because that's insane. You have individual athletes that make that much. Basically what you're saying, Johnny, is that you want the Montreal Expos back because there's no way you could force those devil rays as you once referred to them as. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) There's no way you could could, uh, get them to spend more than that, uh, what they spend now and then not be forced to relocate. But like uh, on the other hand, how desperate is the MLB that they're wanting to put stuff like this in play? And and unless I'm wrong, have they attempted it in minors? Like normally, if if the NHL wants to change something, they've at least tried it for preseason or something in the AHL or ECHL, right? Well, see, the difference with hockey is there's other leagues that are allowed to operate around uh, North America and the world. Um, more specifically in the States, we'll say there's other hockey leagues that are allowed to operate and they can take notes from things that they do. Like what was the one, uh, I mean like the, the overtime to the shootout was something they took from like a, another league, I think. And there were some other things that the, the three on three, uh, overtime and, as well. And like the, the modified hybrid icing that they do and everything, right? Like they started initializing it in the juniors before they brought it to the NHL. So I'm not sure how the juniors work in baseball, but there aren't other professional baseball leagues in the States because there aren't allowed to be because of a hundred year old ruling I learned about uh, where they deemed that baseball is um, exempt from the monopolizing antitrust, whatever Sherman act. So they're they're for some reason they're exempt. They're the only major sport that is. So they're allowed to monopolize baseball because it's technically not a sport. It's a pastime or some shit. And that's how you know it's more American than apple pie, all right? That's <laughs> yeah. They're allowed to monopolize it in America. So it doesn't allow for other semi-professional leagues to exist and try these things out, right? It's like only things that are sanctioned by the Major League Baseball. And, you know, unless they're going to try it out themselves, you know, it's hard to look to your competition when there isn't any. Um, the final point I want to say on this before we move to the next one is if you want to make the game more exciting... The more rules you have to explain to somebody who's learning about the game, watching it for the first time, the less likely they are to watch that thing again or understand what the hell's going on. So if we're going to start handing out whatever happens to people that are making defensive shifts and, you know, somebody who's watching for the first time is going, what just happened? And you have to spend the next five minutes explaining to them. You're not gaining a new fan. I'm sorry. Like the only league that seems to be on the uptrend is basketball. And in the NBA, and they've unfortunately in the process handed all the power over to the players to do that. So, you know, well, there's, a, there's a middle ground here. It is, but it's, it's obviously uh, yeah. it's like fifth, fifth or sixth place as far as you know it, um, viewership goes. And of course, but, Johnny's favorite cricket as well. There, mm-hmm. I was getting into cricket, not getting into it, but at least learning how it works, so I could watch a game and know what's going on, and be like, oh, that was actually a good play. I know what he was trying to do. It's exciting. Um, so let's move on to stupid thing number two that happened from the other league, the one that we all watched, the NHL. 
Anybody see the new um, playoff logo? <laughs> so this is where we're going to agree to disagree, all right? Because uh, because you were having te- technical difficulties, uh, Beaner and I were talking, and uh, you know he he. I want him to start with uh, his pros on this new uh, <laughs> this new logo, all right? Because he had some good points. Okay, so this is the first time since 2013 they've changed it. By the way, yep. if anyone's unfamiliar, so being tell, convince me why I should like this. Well, one, the Leafs haven't lost in the first round with this logo. Okay, fair. But that, that, that's a, that's a <laughs> very <laughs> that's you know oh what? Oh my god, that's a good one. Point. Two, it's it's given them the ability to it. Not that it really matters for us, remain the Elite podcast, but it's if you've seen throughout the league, it's given them the ability to kind of tweak it a little bit for each team. So that's a little, a little more on the modern side, right? The color okay, changes fair. and everything. And three, I think there's copyright infringements, and Molson Canadian is going to go after them because they look exactly like the Stanley Cup banner hockey cards that came in the Molson Canadian yeah. cases a couple of years ago. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hey, you know the NHL probably had a hand in that too. And they own the copyright yeah. anyway. But no, it's it's something fresh, something new. You didn't you don't realize how stale something gets until it changes, right? Yeah, it's it's less less that I liked the old one because I didn't. It's more that I don't know. Whenever there's something new, I guess the expectation is always higher that it's going to be really cool. Um, but I was let down by I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the Toronto Arena's jersey. I feel like the Smashville jersey kind of sucked too. Like there's a lot of them that I'm just kind of like, Ugh, like who's designing all of these things for the NHL and their partners? Because I feel like it's just still so one note, but I get what you're saying. The text, like the font being bigger and plain kind of allows it to be edited towards any team. And like the word playoffs is all in white and it's kind of the biggest thing. But at the same time, it's just, it's kind of, I don't know. I'd have to see how it gets changed for different, uses but as it stands just the the black gray and white it's kind of boring it just gives me a very like you know the masters kind of vibe or like uh thank you you. that's what it looks like it looks like like the australian open or something or like like some golf cup old nascar like winston cup or something i apologize i think the australian open is tennis (laughs) i just think (laughs) this is why we're a leafs podcast right you heard me talk about baseball all right basketball all right (laughs) luke man is gonna blow up our inboxes hey um shout out to your host roscoe for coming in second in his fantasy basketball league that ended uh last night i won no money because we didn't put any money down as i learned so i think uh, something i was going to discuss on that last point was that uh it really shouldn't necessarily come as a shock to us because the nfl changes their logo i'm pretty sure every year if I'm not mistaken, for the finals, right? Like they're and, that's that's what they're known for, and that's okay. Yeah, I think they used a couple of them. Like you know, uh, I think some of the Tom Brady years uh, recently. They kind of I think the L the L series was I don't I don't know because <laughs> it's all based off of Roman numerals, right? So don't ask mm-hmm. Dirty what his new Roman numerals are. They're all X's and L's and I's to me. But a couple of the ones who were like similar was like LV or LI or something. They kind of reused it or say LI LII. But uh, yeah, no, I, I hear you though. It's when you have the same one for 10 years or nine years, you just expect, you know, you're, you're going to bring it into the new decade, right? Like it was from 2013. You want to bring it into 2020 and forward. Cause we're expecting this is going to be what the one for the next 10 years. 
Like when you change Probably. it every year, it's it, people don't care as much. Like mm-hmm. when you make such a big deal out of like, hey, we're unveiling a new one, and you look at it and it's like, oh, okay, it looks like it, it looks like every other thing. Like way to hype it up. <laughs> they took a page out of uh, the Chicago Blackhawks book of hype something up and then do the least exciting thing and hire your interim GM. <laughs> Yeah, the Blackhawks have been taking massive L's in that department for the entire year now. So, oh yeah, they just cleaned house again. They got rid of a uh, longtime assistant GM and some scouts. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so let's finish it off with uh, before we head over to the Seattle game. Uh, odds on Arizona finishing their three-year contract at ASU before they get relocated. Five percent. Five. Okay, Darty. What about you? You know what? I never. You know me. I never give you the answer that you want. So I'm just gonna say this. Um, I I don't care what the odds are. I don't want to see them continue anymore. The desert experiment is over. I hope the odds are zero percent. I hope they fail. I hope that they go to Kansas City, Houston, Quebec City, Mexico City. I don't care. But get the heck out of Arizona because it makes no effing sense. All right. It's just it's trash. Like stop trying to make <sighs> stop trying to make fetch happen. Arizona's not going to happen, Gary. It's done. So God damn it. So 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 what are we doing? The Houston Arrows or the Kansas City Scouts again? Which one's coming back? Guys, none of it. None of them. It's they're staying in Arizona. As long as Gary Bettman's the commissioner and all these people are the owners, they are keeping that thing there because it is, like I was saying about baseball with having a salary floor. Arizona is their salary floor. It's the mm. only thing that keeps wages down. It's the only thing that's keeping the cap from going up more because they can't afford to. Like, it's the only thing that's keeping them spending the amount of money they are and not more. So well, when I think I of don't Arizona, think it's going anywhere. I think of like like the old Peanuts cartoons with like Snoopy and he's always like going to see his brother out in like needles, which is like <laughs> it's like this town with like a, you know, with uh what do you call it? Uh what the hell are those things called uh that are always rolling in the deserts? Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds, there you go. So I just think I just every time I think of Arizona, I think of tumbleweeds. All right, that place is track. <laughs> it hasn't been relevant uh, it, since Gretzky was there. No, but I mean have you guys been there? I've been no, there. It, the Grand Canyon's kind of cool. It's nice. And you know, the, 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 the red sand and the rock formations and stuff, it's a nice place. Uh, it, it's it is one of the town. largest it is one of the largest TV markets in the States, though. That wow. that's that's the real reason they're there. Well, I mean, Arizona's up there with Florida for having an insanely large retired population and snowbirds. Yep. So that makes sense that they have a huge, you know, T V viewership there. And um, and you look, they they did the whole like sun sun belt or whatever you want to call it expansion about the same time right early 90s you had the sharks the lightning the panthers all come in mid 90s you relocated the jets to phoenix fair and you relocated minnesota to dallas right you you went that whole coast to coast along the southern states at the same time and then the end of the thousands you brought nashville in just for good measure uh so i know i said that Arizona's not moving. If they did, to your point, I would like to see them go. I think Houston. I think Texas has the the population and the um just the demographic for it. I don't know about Kansas, maybe, but I don't think I don't know how hyped they'd be to get their team back. I don't know how well it did when it was there. Yeah, it it it'd probably go to Houston, 
you're probably right just for even mainly the fact that the rockets are already there right they have a yeah. facility they have probably the owner of the rockets would probably be interested in at least co-owning an nhl team yeah i don't see why not yeah as as much as i would like the nordique to come back um that relocation is going to have to come from the east so we're gonna to have to wait until florida fails in the playoffs and then they have to get moved up there so if Arizona oh, fails, man. but they haven't moved yet, does does Fridge go back to thirty one thoughts, or does he stay thirty two? <laughs> oh, they would definitely go down to thirty one. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, by the way, it's Tillman Farida who owns the Houston Rockets. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Seattle game tomorrow. Who you guys like for it? Well. It's the Leafs podcast. Leafs. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> Leafs, Jackson, Net. Um, what do you want me to say, Johnny? Last time I was ever critical of the Leafs, I was right. I don't want to be right again. <laughs> like, like, I was just trying to play devil's advocate, and I was like, oh, they'll be just like the Habs. And then, like, it was pretty much an identical game to the Habs game. So I, I really think that the Leafs, you know, there was a lot of positive this game. I said that first line. There's, there was really no negative takeaways for me. And if that first line is firing all, all cylinders, I really hope that they can just punish the Kraken for no reason other than I want to see the Leafs do that. You know, like, I don't think the Kraken deserve a beating. <laughs> I'm going to say 5-2. Uh, Jared McCann gets both goals for the Kraken. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. And just make, yeah. make sure that Gio brings all his stuff and he can just stay in town. Oh man, like Domi tried to uh, get himself onto the Leafs plane back home. Yep. Yeah, um I think Robertson's going to get another one. He's tired of his brother getting all the goals. That's got to light a fire, right? Yeah, it have to. You can think of the razzing they're doing to each other behind the scenes. I love how this is oh, like the-, the league of brotherly love. Like how many brothers are currently in the league let alone like in the past decade, two decades. <laughs> it's two brothers. <laughs> and there's and, and and there's a hockey puck and one of them's scoring but one of them's not because he got hurt and 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 then and then there's and then the Habs lose and and it's it's just two brothers the French Armada. Uh, <laughs> what, what what do you got the Robertsons the Kachucks the Hughes the Subans the Stalls the they're not brothers <laughs> come on now not, good one. Um, good one. Good one. There's got to be more. Those are the ones that jump to mind. Are Jonathan and Devin Taves related? No. Nope. Didn't think so. And Alex Nylander's not in the league right now. But he was Fair at enough. one point, wasn't he? He he was, yeah, yeah. but he's not right oh, now. Oh, Van Riemsdyk? Yes. Yep. Just the VR brothers. Yep. Um... What do you think is going to be a, a worst game for the Leafs? The Yotes game or the Kraken game? Coyotes for sure. They've been winning sneaky games against good teams lately. Vimelka. And Schmaltz had that seven point night. Like they watch out for Arizona because everybody's going to go in there. Like pff, this is a joke of an organization. Oh, we just let in four goals in the first period. Oh shit! So they're going to catch them sleeping. When's Jack coming back? I think that I think if we can I think that's the question we have to end our, end our night on it, is when is Mr. Soup coming back? I'm going to say like not Seattle will be not 100%, but 
I think this one and maybe two more. Say the stars game because I don't I don't want to I don't want Jack back on the Sabers game. <laughs> no, I think they'll go back and forth. So it'll be a couple. It'll be probably be like two weeks. You know, if they're going back and forth between the two of them, I'd say like end of next week we hopefully see Jack back to normal. Like I don't see this lasting that much longer. It can't. I hope they as, haven't. As as much as I don't want to say it, is it is it somewhat mental and it doesn't really start to settle down until the devil's game after the trade deadline. If it's mental, like, is that not part of like, it's so obvious, like everybody in the media and the fans are saying like, it's a mental thing. Like you, that you don't just forget how Mm -hmm. to be a goalie overnight. Like it's obviously he's dealing with something and he's not physically injured. Does that not fall under their medical staff? Like, can they not, I mean, I'm, I'm not making assumptions here that they aren't, but like, is that not something that the team would sit him down with somebody be like, hey, like, you know, we have this person on payroll, like, talk it out, whatever you're feeling. Like, I'd hope I, so. I, I imagine they are. Like, I don't think it's mental in the fact that he's like something to be worried about mental health wise. Just there's something like like a writer's block type thing, right? Something's just in his head that he's he's got to push through. Oh, the yips. Um, that's, what, that's that's the name for it, right? The, the yips, right? Every player has yeah, it at some point like in any league. The, the guy's battled for 10 years to get his chance to be a number one. He's not given up yet. No, and I think that's why it's getting in his head is because he has fought so hard to be here. And as soon as he starts shaking, it's like, oh, my God, am I going to lose this all again? Like, this was supposed to be. And I think, like, Kelly Rudy, you mentioned last time, he, he brought up the point, like, you know, how am I going to be able to provide for my family? Like, it's a contract year. Like, if I fall off here and I don't get this deal that I was supposed to, like, you know, I was planning on getting, you know, whatever it was, like, five times, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just, as you start to play worse, you see that dollar go down. Uh, and that can't be easy. So, like, like we said, especially when it's, it's he's finally breaking in at 30. As I say, conversely, you know, a lot of this could be the, uh, I like to call it the, uh, the, uh, the English teacher in the sense that uh, maybe this is, you know, it's not that deep. Maybe it's just, as I said, maybe just going through a rough patch right now yeah. and uh, he will pick it up and get better. And I don't know exactly when, if it's going to be sooner rather than later. I wouldn't want it to take as long as the Devils game. But uh, you know what? I, can we all say that uh, everybody here is rooting for him and that, you know, we want to see him succeed? I think there's, I don't think there's been a goaltender in this city who we've, the you know at least seventy percent of the populace wants to see him do well, even when he's sucking. Oh yeah, I mean, not to say that there isn't a huge portion of the fan base that is being quite negative towards uh, both our goaltenders, uh, but you know it is nice to see that there's a, a large group that are still behind Jack and Peter. So, eh. with that, we're going to end tonight's uh, ASMR episode. Thanks for tuning in to Leafs Late Night. <laughs> If you'd like to follow Darty Broder for hockey memes, remember to follow him at uh, Darty Broder. That's D A R T Y B R O. I'm done with this. We are not responsible <laughs> for levels of arousal that may occur during episodes of Leaf Late Night. That's why it's called Late Night, baby. Remember to follow us everywhere. This is what happens when Steph's not here. You get gross. Also, Luke, man, don't listen to that last part. It's not child friendly. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And also follow our NSFW Reddit account.
We need a Luke man warning button, <laughs> like a sound bite that just warns him to turn it off. You have to have